Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. As Madison County Clerk and Secretary to the Election Board, I would like to address the lines on Election Day. I want voters to know that I empathize greatly with you, and I am very sorry for what you had to endure just to vote. It was a horrible situation that never should have happened. It was completely preventable. People are extremely angry and have every right to be. Believe me, I am angry too. The election board saw this coming in the spring and went so far as to actually sign a contract to order more equipment because the commissioners refused to sign off on it, but their attorney stopped that. We did the best that we could with the situation that we were given. We know that it was unacceptable. We hear you. I can promise you we will work diligently with the commissioners next year to ensure that this never happens again. Short, sweet, and to the point, there you have the official statement from Olivia Pratt, the elected clerk and chief election officer of Madison County, Indiana. And those are her thoughts on the absolutely crazy cluster of an election that occurred in Madison County on Tuesday, November 3rd. And now we're going to get into that in just a moment. But first, welcome to Perception is reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is episode 127. Please share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is look for the full name of the show, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, or they can simply just Google Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. All right, so as of the recording of this episode, 127, we do not know as Americans who the elected president is coming off of the November 2020 election election. And we knew it would be like this. We knew there would be questions about voting practices. We knew there would be allegations of voter fraud. We knew that there would be recounts and re-recounts and court battles. And that's, of course, exactly what we're dealing with. However, we do have a story closer to home of an absolute debacle that occurred on Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We don't don't have to look to the national stage for a bunch of craziness. We can look no further than our own backyard into Madison County to see a situation in which voters were suppressed, elected officials failed their citizens, and a situation that we should all be pissed about and we should all be calling for the resignations of some of those elected officials. Now, before we get too far down this hole, 
I do want to say right off the bat, so you're not confused, I am not placing this blame on the woman that you just heard from, Olivia Pratt. She's a younger elected official in Madison County, but in my opinion, she is doing a fantastic job. And I believe she will continue to do a fantastic job. Matter of fact, I personally believe that she has a long political career ahead of her. No, this is a situation that was completely, completely preventable. This is a situation that I believe I knew or foresaw was going to happen. It's a situation that I know that Olivia believed she foresaw could happen, and she tried to take steps to correct this. She tried to take steps to negate this horrible situation, and she was defeated at basically every turn by two power-hungry, self-absorbed elected officials in Madison County. And I believe that this absolutely needs to be examined. I believe that this absolutely needs to be talked about. It needs to be dissected. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be brought to the light so we can figure out what went wrong. We can try to stop it from ever going wrong again, and quite honestly, so that blame can be placed on the officials in which it needs to be placed. Now I can hear you asking yourself, why do I care about this if I don't live in Madison County? Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to break it down and talk about why I think this is such an issue. I'm definitely going to throw shade at the commissioners, Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps, because they are who this falls directly on the shoulders of. And I want to talk about the bigger picture of what happens when you go to vote and something goes wrong. What happens when you go to vote at 4 p.m., the polls close at 6 o'clock, and you're still in line four and a half hours after the 6 p.m. deadline? What happens when you go to vote and you have someone working inside the polling place that's trying to direct your vote? What happens when you go to the polls and you see somebody on your ballot that shouldn't be on your ballot or someone who should be on your ballot isn't on your ballot? We're going to discuss all of that and more in just a moment. You're listening to the 127th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. You've heard the news reports and you probably shook your head or even gasped in disbelief. The truth is, this isn't just happening in other countries to other people. We're talking about our nation and our U.S. citizens. It's called sex trafficking, and we can all do something about it. Get educated on what to watch for and join us in taking action. Find out what you can do at www.iwilldosomething.com. Perception, Perception is, is reality. reality. Welcome back to the 127th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and it's great to be with you. So we're talking about the voting debacle that occurred in Madison County on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. And I'll tell you... I foresaw this happening. I believe that the Madison County Clerk, Olivia Pratt, foresaw this happening, and I believe that the election board in Madison County foresaw this happening. I'll even go a step further and say that one of the three commissioners, John Richwine, he saw this happening too, and John Richwine, Olivia Pratt, the election board, all tried to prevent this from happening. However, they were headed off at the pass every time by two of the other commissioners, 
Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps, which kind of is confusing because as far back as the end of last year, November, December 2019, and into the first of this year, January, February of 2020, everybody, Olivia Pratt, John Richwine, the election board, and Kelly Gaskell, Mike Phipps, all appeared to be on the same page. Everybody was looking to work to upgrade the equipment and move to vote centers in Madison County instead of voting under the old precinct-style voting that most people are used to. And I'll tell you, in my opinion, vote centers are the way to go. I cannot sing the praises of vote centers enough. Used to, you lived in your area and that was your precinct. You went to one specific building and that's where you voted based on your address. And every office that was in charge of or represented or was connected to the area in which you lived was on the ballot in that area. And that's where you had to go. You couldn't go to another precinct and vote. Your ballot wouldn't be there necessarily. Under the vote center style, you can go anywhere in your county to vote. And I just think that's absolutely amazing. I I fell in love with it a while back in Randolph County. And I will advocate for vote centers everywhere because this is definitely the future. I'm not a big person to do the mail-in absentee ballots. I believe in in in-person walk-in voting, but being able to do that anywhere in your county is an absolute time saver, and I believe that it opens it up for the most amount of people in a community to vote. So, going back to Madison County, last year they were trying to start going through the process to do what they needed to do to start implementing this and upgrading their equipment. And then, in March of 2020, all of a sudden, Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps changed their minds and decided to pull out of this agreement, which then left Olivia Pratt, the clerk, left John Richwine, the fellow commissioner, the election board, and worst yet, the citizens and the voters of Madison County in the lurch. And that is exactly what created this situation that occurred on Tuesday, November 3rd. Now, of course, Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps are pointing their fingers at Olivia Pratt. It's my belief that Kelly Gaskell has her eye on running for Olivia's office. I believe that that is part of why this happened, along with a lot of other issues that we'll get into just momentarily. But to set a little bit of the factual basis, I thought it might not be a bad idea for us to talk to the clerk of Madison County. So right now, joining us on the phone is Miss Olivia Pratt, the elected clerk of Madison County. Olivia, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So there's been a little bit of an issue with the voting process in (laughs) Madison County. And so can you just start us out and give us a little bit of a brief history on what's been going on in Madison County and how did we get here? Okay, so really this starts last summer, um, in summer of 2019. The equipment that we used to use to vote on in Madison County was 13 years old and it's built to last about 10 years. Some of the machines were literally falling apart and unusable 
So we knew that we had to purchase new equipment because what we had was not going to function properly in a presidential election like this. Sure. Um, so we knew we had to order more equipment. We had been discussing becoming a vote center county for years. So the election board said, you know what, let's do this at the same time. We could save the county some money by not having to order as much equipment if we become a vote center county because we wouldn't need as many machines by doing so. Um, and I'll, I guess, briefly explain what vote centers are, if anyone doesn't know. Vote centers would be loca- polling locations where voters could go to across the county. You wouldn't have to vote at your assigned polling location. You could go vote anywhere. So if you pulled up to one and it looked like it was busy, you could just drive on down to the next one. You wouldn't have to stay at that one particular location. Sure. Um, and in doing so, you're required to have e-poll books. Um, they communicate with each other so no one can vote at one location and then go vote at the next location. They immediately communicate, so it immediately shows that that person voted. So with those, we also would have been able to have implemented many more satellite centers with our vote center plan that we had. We had nine, well, including the courthouse, nine early voting locations and about 30 vote center locations. Okay. Um, so we came up with a number of machines and we were we were aware that we might need just a few more machines come 2020, but we were not going to need 400 machines by any means. Sure. Um, so we knew that was the plan. That's what we wanted to do. We got together with the county council and the county commissioners and laid that all out and said, look, we really have to order new equipment before next year. So in order to help save the county some money and really the main point with vote centers is making voting more accessible for the voters. So it's, every single county that's gone to vote centers so they would never go back and all of their voters love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we told them we wanted to do that at the same time. Everyone was on board. That was the plan. Um, All the rest of 2019, we, we knew that was happening. We had the whole plan put together. We did everything we were supposed to do. And then something changed at the beginning of the year in 2020 because about the end of January, early February, there were kind of some rumblings from the commissioners that maybe they weren't going to support it anymore. And we didn't really understand that. And then by the end of February, early March, when we were facing our deadline to submit the votes in our plan, two of the commissioners did a complete 180 and backed out of it and said they were not going to approve it. Um, So that obviously left us scrambling right before the primary. And so we told them, you know, okay, if we're not going to become a vote center county, we have to order more equipment because we do not have enough equipment right this moment for the general election in November. They tried to say we should have thought of that sooner, but how can we think of that sooner when previously (laughs) we were told we were going to be on board with vote centers? So I called the state, explained the situation. They said at this point, if you do not get more machines, you probably will have the longest wait times in the state. I relayed that information. And um, when was that? When was that that you received that information? Uh, sometime in early March, because at the election board meeting that we had on March 16th, I relayed that information. Um, nothing. They had the commissioners had a meeting right before that, which John Richwine and Mike Phipps showed up to. Um, Mike Phipps voted no, and then immediately left and didn't stay for the election board meeting, which we kind of expected to happen based on how everything else had happened. They said that if we tried to purchase the equipment without their approval, they would sue us. They threatened us publicly with a lawsuit. So we got with our attorney. Um, We said, you know what? This is what the voters need. We'll just have to deal with a lawsuit later on. We'll just we'll just deal with it when the time comes, which also would have been terrible for the county because that would have cost even more money to have two county entities suing each other. Um, So we passed a resolution 
we signed the contract and sent it off to our election vendor to order more equipment. Um, and the next day, their attorney sent a letter to our election vendor and said, this was not approved by the commissioners. We will not pay for any of this. So you shouldn't ship. Basically, it was a send this at your own risk. Right. So our election vendor kind of backed up and said, you guys need to figure this out. We're not going to ship anything if we're not guaranteed payment, which is completely understandable on their part. Right. Um, so we were unable to order more equipment or get to vote centers. And we we told them in March that this would happen. And it happened. That's just unbelievable that they could be told ahead of time that this would happen. And let's face it, they knew what would happen. They knew that this would absolutely happen, yet they let it happen. And when I say they, I'm talking about commissioners Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps. There is a third commissioner, as I've mentioned, that's John Richwine. But John Richwine is on the side of the election board he is on the side of you and your office. And moreover, in my opinion, he is on the side of the voters and the constituents of Madison County. He's trying to do what is right. But on the commissioner's board, he is the odd man out. When you're dealing with a commissioner's board of three members, it only takes two votes to make a majority. So it doesn't matter what his vote is. If Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps are voting together, that's the way it's going to be. Have you heard a reason why from Kelly Gaskell or Mike Phipps or their legal representation or anyone else representing them or connected to them why this is happening? I have a belief why this is happening, but I don't know if you have heard either an official or an unofficial reason as to why you and the election board are getting started so much pushback on this they've never publicly stated a reason why they changed their minds all of a sudden i mean i think the wide consensus is that there there's some political political motivations behind it sure um they like i said they didn't show up to the first meeting to vote on it in the first place so i guess you can take that for what it's worth (laughs) sure sure when was that first meeting that was march 2nd okay the the march 2nd meeting meeting for vote centers was called for march 2nd and they did not appear yeah it's just so crazy let me ask you because this blowback started as early as march how did you guys make it through the primary election without any issue for those listening to this obviously from indiana you're aware that our primary is normally held in may but this year due to covid it was held in june so because they started pushing back in march how did you guys make it through the primary without any of the issues that we're seeing from this last Tuesday's election? Mm-hmm. We we had consult we had to consolidate for the sure. primary just like we did for the general, but primaries always see significantly lower voter turnout anyway, and that was kind of the start of COVID. So a lot of people were voting. So a lot of the people that do vote in the primaries anyway voted absentee. We had about eleven thousand absentees in the primary. Um, So we didn't have as many people going to the polls. We did have some lines in certain locations in the primary, but we didn't have nearly the volume of people turning out. Okay, and so 
then going into this general election, you were concerned that what happened on Tuesday the 3rd would happen. Mm -hmm. Were any steps taken to prevent that? Yes, we we implemented two satellite locations. Um, because we were unable to order equipment in spring, we couldn't get those e-poll books that we needed. So we bought some laptops okay. to send out to operate, similar to how the courthouse operates where you check in on a computer. Um, so we bought two laptops to send out to two satellite locations because we knew lines were going to be long. So we were trying to help mitigate that a little bit by getting some people through early um, so we did that and I, we had about 9,000 people come through and vote early. So it would have been even worse on election day if it Absolutely. weren't for the satellite centers. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't imagine what it would be like had those early voting centers not been in place during the early voting portion of this election. Let me ask you this. At the beginning of this episode, I played your 45 second statement that you have officially released to the citizens of Madison County. And in that statement, you say, hey, uh, this is something that we're not happy with. I'm not happy with it as well. I would be willing to sit down with anyone who had to stand in a line, anyone who had any questions, and go over every bit of this with you. To me, it really sounds like you're taking... Um, not, I don't want to say responsibility because I don't believe the responsibility for this fiasco falls at your feet. I understand that you are the elected clerk. I understand that makes you the chief election officer of the county. And so the elections are your responsibility. That being said, you did what you could. And this absolutely falls at the feet of Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps. And those are my words, not yours. I'm not putting those words in your mouth. Those are absolutely my words. That being said, I like that you're attempting to reach out and talk with your constituents and talk with those that are mad and upset. I really think that shows... Uh, some amazing courage on your behalf. Have you had anyone take you up on that opportunity and what what's going on in that process? Yeah, I've been, been responding to phone calls and emails ever since Tuesday. Um, sure. I know I've set up someone that was actually on the ballot who is very concerned with this. I have set up a meeting with her for next week. I would be more than happy to set a meeting with someone if they want to look at all of this, look at the timeline, look at the meeting minutes, look at all the documentation that we have to prove what we're saying is true. Sure, sure. So, Olivia, how do you move forward from this? How do you ensure that this does not happen ever again? What can you tell your constituents that you guys are doing now that will be done moving forward. Of course, next year is an off year. There are no elections. But for 2022, what will you guys be looking at? We will be getting together with the new board of commissioners yes. next year um, to make sure that either something... We're going to push for vote centers again yes. for 2022. Um, we have high hopes for that with the commissioners and council that we have coming in next year. Um, if for some reason we weren't able to get vote centers, we certainly would be getting all the machines that are needed 
but we're hoping to get vote centers and probably a few more machines. I think that would be a great idea. Like I've said over and over, I am definitely in favor of vote centers. I think it's a fantastic idea. I lived in a county that at the time we were still in the precinct way of voting and they went the way of vote centers. I originally didn't think it was a good idea, but they sold me on it. And during the very first primary election that we had vote centers, I fell in love and I will push and fight for vote centers everywhere any way that I can. So if there's any way that I can help you, I would definitely love to be able to do that because vote centers are the way of the future. I don't really understand why people don't want to go that way. Well, the only reason there is to not go the way of a vote center is to suppress the vote, in my opinion. That's just, again, my opinion. But also, as you said, moving into next year, 2021, the dynamic of the three commissioners will be changing. Right now, the dynamic is commissioners Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps, the two of those against Commissioner John Richwine. So, although Richwine, again, might be in favor of what you're trying to do, when he goes to vote for it, they vote against him, and it's two to one, they shoot him down. Next year, you're losing Mike Phipps, and you're gaining Darlene Likens. Darlene Likens seems to be a little bit more grounded. She seems to be more willing to listen to other people's ideas. And with Darlene coming on, that will shift it to where Kelly Gaskell is no longer in the majority. She'll be the odd commissioner out. And Darlene Likens and John Richwine will be the majority vote. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I do believe that'll work to your favor. And I absolutely believe that will work to the favor of the Madison County citizen. And that's what truly matters. One more thing before I let you go. I do want to tell you, I think that you've done a fantastic job through all of this. I think the staff in your office has done a fantastic job. And really, not only just in this issue, but the election overall, the election back during the primary, because I know it's been kind of chaotic and hectic with COVID-19 and learning all of what needs to be done to keep people safe. I think you guys have done a fantastic job there. I think you also do a fantastic job in all of the other duties, roles, and responsibilities that comes with being the elected clerk of courts in Madison County. I think that you are a stand-up person. I think that you are very willing to communicate, which I think is absolutely a must. I think that you are very transparent, and I believe that you're someone that can be held accountable if and when that needs to be done. But the trait that I absolutely respect above all else is that you are willing to do what's right for your citizens of your county and you're willing to hold your ground when you are in the right and I think that that is such a trait that should be admired because honestly anymore 
politicians don't do that. They're so worried about perceptions, and they are so worried about fitting in because, let's face it, this is not an issue where Republicans and Democrats are fighting each other. Everybody that we have been talking about is on the same team. You're a Republican, John Richwine's a Republican, Kelly Gaskell's a Republican, and Mike Phipps is a Republican. So this is a situation where there are uh, splits and fractures between members of the same party, and it's not always easy to stand up and do the right thing. And you have done that. I thank you and your team have been fantastic. Keep up the good work. I believe that you have a long career in politics ahead of you, and you are always welcome here on Perception is Reality. I want to thank you for talking with us today. Thank you. Very good. All right. Well, we have been speaking with Olivia Pratt, the elected clerk of Madison County. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. You're listening to Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. Hey folks, are you or someone you know in the market for some tattoos or body piercings? If so, you need to check out my friends at Abandon All Hope Tattoo and Body Piercings. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm a big tattoo guy. I think I'm up to like nine now, and I've had a lot of different work done by a lot of different guys, but none of it has ever stood up the way that the art from these guys do. I love my tattoos from the gentleman at Abandon All Hope Tattoo and Body Piercing. You can find them in Muncie at 1716 North Wheeling Avenue, Studio One, or you can call them at 765-896-8985. Also, don't forget to check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Abandon All Hope Tattoo. And when you stop by and check these people out or when you call them again at 765-896-8985, don't forget to tell them Bilbrey sent you. All right, well, we're back, and we've been talking about the craziness going on in Madison County, and I'm going to take this opportunity to just tell you this real quick. Uh, Folks, uh, I didn't want to say a whole lot with Olivia on the phone because I don't want to put her in a position where she is a part of something that others might not really like. So I played it cool with her on the phone. But this fiasco that occurred in Madison County on Tuesday, a lot of you are probably saying, like, what's the big deal? But if you would, try to wrap your mind around this. This was a big election. People cared. This was a big election as far as the presidential election was concerned. This was a big election as far as the governor of Indiana was concerned. There was also other races like congressional races and Indiana State House and Senate races that were of importance, not to mention each county race. But imagine you're going to vote, you want to vote, you want your voice to be heard, you want to make a difference, and you want to be involved. So you go to vote, you get there with plenty of time to spare, you get in line at 4, 4.30, you stand there 
5.30 comes around, 6.30 comes around, 6.30, wait a minute, doesn't the polls close at 6? Yep, but if you were in line, then you could stand and still get your vote in. Well, 7 comes up, it's still there, you're still standing in line. 7.30 rolls around, hell, Indiana is announcing who won the governor's race by 7 or 7.30. Indiana had announced who we picked for president by that point. And here you are still standing in line. How disheartening is that? Doesn't that make you feel kind of like, what does it matter what you're doing? Why should you worry about this? Why should you stand in line to vote? If the state's already decided who won everything, what do you need to cast your vote for? So say you wanted to vote for Biden and the state of Indiana has already said, we picked Donald Trump. What's the point? Don't you see now why this can be very bad and why this is a form of voter suppression? I mean, look it. I understand they still needed to vote for their county races, and Madison County was tabulating those election results until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So these people were still able to have their voices heard on the local level but it's just the entire point. There are people who were in line and who left. So not only did they not vote for a race such as president, which was already called, and not only did they not vote for the race of governor, which again was already called, but they didn't even end up voting for the local races. And I'll tell you, this 2020 election was supposed to be an election where we saw high voter turnout because of everything that happened for COVID-19. Everybody was geared up because it was a presidential election. Indiana had a contentious governor's race. There was a lot at stake here. So we were supposed to see high voter turnout because people stood in long lines all throughout the month of October just to vote early. We saw that with our own eyes and people were also mailing in absentee ballots at high numbers, or we were being told that. And then you get to election day, and we were supposed to see a steady stream of people all day long. It was supposed to be busy. Well, let me tell you what occurred in Madison County. Our numbers in Madison County didn't increase because of all of the people coming out to vote and turning in absentee ballots and because they were standing in line for the entire month of October to vote and standing in line for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on Election Day. No, enough people left on Election Day that it's actually sad to say this. But in 2020, Madison County actually voted 2,705 people less than they did in 2016. That is absolutely crazy to me. That means people gave up. People quit. People decided to not stand in this line for five hours. People probably heard that the presidential race had been called for the state of Indiana and that the governor's race had been called for the state of Indiana, and they just said, screw it, I'm out. I'll let the county sort itself out. 
This is absolutely a problem. This is not a minor issue, and this is something that the citizens of Madison County need the non-citizens of Madison County support, and the citizens of Madison County must demand Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps step out of their office as commissioner. Do not delay. Do it Today, we no longer have any faith in your ability to lead or to do what's right for the citizens of Madison County. Kelly Gaskell, we do not want you to sit your butt in that commissioner's seat for two more years. And we sure as hell don't want you to run for any other office, specifically clerk. Look how you fumbled the ball on this as commissioner. We don't want you to be the chief election officer of Madison County or anywhere else for that fact. We want you both to leave. I know Mike Phipps is leaving at the end of December because he was beaten, but we don't want him to decide to run for something later on down the road. And Kelly Gaskell, there's no use for you to sit there for two more years because you're going to be the odd commissioner out. You're going to get to feel what you've done to John Richwine, and we really just don't want to see your face anymore. So it would be best if you just resigned. What makes me the angriest about this is the fact that there were elderly people that stood in line for these hours and hours and hours because they are the ones that care. They know that they have to vote. They want their voice to count. And they have lived through wars where people have died so that we have these freedoms. And they stood in these lines until they were to the point of exhaustion and they fainted or they passed out. EMS service actually had to come revive people in these lines. Let's take it to the flip side. Let's say that there was a first-time voter, an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old who was going to vote for the very first time. What happens when they got in this line at 430 and at 7 o'clock, they realized, hell, I've been here for three, three and a half hours. And at 7.45, they start hearing that Indiana is announcing who Indiana picked for president. And they announce who Indiana picked for governor. And you've got this first-time voter who says, wait a minute, I've not voted yet. How is Indiana announcing this? And they get out of line and they think, meh. Voting doesn't matter. It's not something that matters. I don't need to waste my time doing this or standing here, and I won't do it again. This, Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps, is voter suppression and shame on you. You knew this would happen, and you allowed it to happen anyways over politics. How disgusting. I do want to say I have to give a major shout-out to those people who did go ahead and fight through the lines, who decided that they wanted to stay, and then it mattered. And even though Indiana had announced the presidential pick for Indiana, and even though Indiana announced who the new governor would be or who won the governor's race, even though that was announced, these people still said, 
my vote has to get in, my vote has to matter, and I will stand here. And, of course, they're the people who voted for the Madison County offices as well, so they have to be given major props because they were willing to stick it out. Matter of fact, I will go as far as calling these people the absolute patriots of the day because they fought these lines and they fought back against Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps. And let's be very clear here, folks. This wasn't an accident. Kelly is eyeing a run at the clerk's office. Wait, who? The what? Oh, the clerk. The clerk of Madison County, Olivia Pratt, who we just spoke with, a Republican clerk. Kelly Gaskell is a Republican commissioner. She's going to run for the clerk's office. You heard it here. Kelly Gaskell is eyeing a run. And what's she going to do? She's going to use this fiasco that she caused as a reason why Olivia Pratt must be beaten and why you should vote for Kelly Gaskell. Let me tell you, the only thing that you should vote Kelly Gaskell for is vote for her to go back to the private sector. She should never hold office again. She should be so humiliated and so defeated by the citizens of Madison County standing up that she says, okay, I'm resigning. I will not serve my remaining two years as commissioner. I am not going to run for clerk or anything else, and I do see the error of my ways. Mike Phipps is gone at the end of this year, but you know he is so self-absorbed and he feels like he has to be a part of something to feel like he is important. I think it's some form of little man syndrome or something else going on there that people get in such a way that they feel like they're nobody if they're not an elected official getting tax dollars to make decisions that only benefit themselves instead of the entire county. I will never, ever, ever understand that. But we have to send a message. Mike Phipps, don't run for anything else ever again. We do not want you. Kelly Gaskell, resign. We do not want you to serve out your remaining two years. And we do not want you to primary Olivia. We do not want you to run for anything anymore. We're done with it. This whole disaster was over Kelly's ego and Kelly's desire to run for clerk. Let me tell you, this wasn't the only thing she's messed up all year long. She has done so much craziness. I've covered it. I'm not even going to go into it in this podcast because I've talked about it so many other times in so many podcasts and live videos that it's not even worth rehashing. It's just the point that everything that they're involved with is a shit show and is bad for the citizens of Madison County. And now, to be fair, I have always tried to reach out to them to give them opportunities to come on and talk with me, to give them opportunities to talk with me off the record, and they have never taken me up on any of those opportunities. Even now, on this, I reached out to them and asked if they wanted to provide me a statement or if they wanted to come on and interview by phone, and as of the recording of this episode, I have not heard 
anything in any way back from either Kelly Gaskell or Mike Phipps, which honestly, I didn't believe that I would, but at least I know I'm being fair. I do need to note that Kelly Gaskell did release a statement sometime that Tuesday evening to her social media accounts, and that official statement reads as follows. It is clear that the number of machines needs to be reviewed well before the next election. I would note, however, that the election board could have provided scannable paper ballots earlier in the day to avoid the lines and they chose not to do so until after well after four o'clock additionally providing multiple early vote locations should be a part of future discussions absolutely what she's stating here is all good and well information but what she's left out of this is the fact that her and her pocket buddy, Mike Phipps, decided to shoot down what would have stopped this, and they did this for their own selfish, self-serving reasons. Also comical is the fact that they have their family members, their daughters, their brothers, their sisters, their friends, all also posting various social media posts pointing to how this is the clerk's fault, how this is their fellow commissioner John Richwine's fault, and all that should be seen for exactly what it is. I want to be perfectly clear here. I'm not related to Olivia Pratt. I don't know Olivia Pratt in any way other than a professional knowledge of her because she is an elected official in Madison County. I'm not related to John Richwine. I'm not related to anybody else in Madison County government in any way. So there is no ulterior motive here. I am calling it simply as I see it. And the way that I've seen this for the last 11 or 12, 13 months is that Kelly Gaskell and Mike Phipps were originally on board And when they decided that there was some political value to going off the reservation and doing whatever the hell they wanted to do, they decided to do that in all aspects of government. Kelly Gaskell has been involved with screwing up so many things in the last 11 months, it's not even funny. It's actually sad how horrible she's been at this local government stuff. It's really not that hard. It's not that hard to listen to your fellow citizens and to do right by them and by the government. But all Kelly has been concerned with and all Mike Phipps has been concerned with is doing what's best for them. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to talk to you real quick about some other issues that have come up as a result of this election day uh, that occurred on Tuesday and things that popped into my mind after I was thinking about the fiasco in Madison County. There are all sorts of things that occur on election day at polling sites that probably shouldn't occur. The election workers should never direct you who to vote for. They are there if you have a question to answer your question. If you feel like they can't or they don't answer your question, it is okay for you to call your clerk's office and ask the questions. It's okay for you to call your wife or your husband or your mother or your father or your friend. Hell, you can call 
call me if you so choose. I'll help get you in contact with the clerk's office. The people inside those polling places are there. They work for the elected officials who work for you. So by extension, those poll workers work for you. They're not to bully you. They're not to push you into voting straight ticket in any way, Democrat or Republican. Don't ever vote straight ticket. If you want to go in and vote for all the Republicans or all the Democrats, pick all Republicans and all Democrats. To walk in and hit the straight party button for Democrat or Republican is honestly a horrible thing to do. You shouldn't do it. Matter of fact, doing that leaves off some of the races, and that's why it's best to just go in and pick everybody that you want to. But you should never vote straight party unless you want to. And this is what I'm coming back to. You vote the way you want to vote. Don't let anyone tell you differently. If you get there and you see something wrong with your ballot, don't just say, okay, I accept it challenge that. Say, hey, wait a minute, this person doesn't belong on my ballot. Are, are you sure I got the right ballot? Or, hey, somebody's missing on my ballot. Are you sure that I've got the right ballot? And lastly, if voting takes 10 minutes, well, then it takes 10 minutes. But if it takes 15 hours to stand in line to vote, then let it take 15 hours. There are people who died so that we would have this absolute awesome right and responsibility and we need to pay them back by voting and by being active and engaged it's most important you're listening to perception is reality i'm christopher h bilbury we'll be right back perception perception is reality reality perception is reality reality all right, folks, don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites by searching the full name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury or the easiest way, Googling Bilbury Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Also, don't forget to check me out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbury 318. There I release a live video episode seven days a week at 8.35 p.m. Be sure and check that out. And until next time, stay active, stay involved, stay Stay safe, God bless, and I'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.